back to another episode of the blind chatter podcast this is episode 14 larry how you doing i'm doing pretty good buddy got a haircut today you did get a haircut it looks very um dapper uh, that's not what i was talking about cutting oof all right <laughs> i got a new hat what's it say it says kansas home of the big cock wow yeah it it's does, got a pheasant on it it does have everybody. a rooster up there a big old rooster on it. Yeah. So you're uh, you're a dickhead. I am a dickhead. I guess a <laughs> uh, big dickhead at that. You know, uh, something's you know somebody's got to have a. I like it. it. Looks good. Somebody's got to have a big cock in the house, and That's I'm the right. only guy that lives here. So <laughs> you win yet again. I better have yeah. I, I winner by default. Oh, <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, been a wild ride here for the last what eight weeks. We've had some guests on. It has been. It's been fun. Yeah, I've been having, you know, good time with it. I got some buddies that like to flick me shit and give me crap for having a podcast. And they always tell me, like, oh, it must be nice to be professional. You know, you have a podcast. You know so much about duck hunting. Your haters then will I always to... be the ones you know, man. Yeah, and then I have to be the one to send in the picture of me with a limit of, like, four shovelers and some teal on a widget. And I'm like, yeah, look at me. I'm the best. <laughs> I shot shovelers. <laughs> Yeah, ain't gonna turn it down. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, people the last four weeks that we've had here, people give spoonies a lot of flack, and people say that widgeon do it dirty, but I don't know if I've seen birds do it more dirty than these spoonies did last week on Sunday. Yeah, I I, I know what you're saying, and I I mean they came in so hot to trot, like I mean. I they think may- they're dumber than they're just a dumb bird, man. I think they're right? just dumb. They're just dumb. So I yeah, think but- that that's part of it. I mean, I know your calling was on point and you just <laughs> hit every note possible. You hear it? <laughs> but those fucking birds are dumb. I know. I know. And I heard but you. They I did heard it you so well. A mile away. I know. Well, I, my double read kept jamming up on me and I was like, well, I guess I'll blow the single read on this nice bluebird day. Uh-huh. I'm sure they could hear me at the airport. I, I- I'm pretty sure that they could. Yeah. But no, I mean, they like, they made the best one pass drop in that I think I have ever seen. I mean, they just cleared right over the top of the trees, banked, tips tucked down. And I was like, oh, it's going to be go time in a second. <laughs> Took a deep breath and let them fly. And, uh, and some things, and, and they fell to the ground. Well, and it was weird because the widgeon I shot, like it was like I was working like January pentails. I mean, it made like five passes. I'm like, what the hell is going? Like, just like, are you out there with that big orange hat? No. Okay. I was right. in the blind with my big orange hat. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, they just wouldn't. I mean, he was. It was. It was like backwards. Like the widgeon wouldn't work, and I was like, whatever. Got low enough, and I poked it. So. I think that we've been running on some stale birds here for a little while. Um, yeah, and and educated, and they haven't needed to move on, and new birds haven't had to move down, and 
Well, I think a lot of it too is the weather. For I mean, sure, they don't. We've have been, any... yeah, we've been living like the high life around here lately. It's been January sixty degrees. First was like sixty four degrees. What in the wide wide world of sports is going on here? Are you in the future? Because <laughs> it's December. What did I say? You said January. Same fucking thing. It's okay. It's all right. We'll December. December 1st was like December. 64 degrees. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the opening was, day, opening day, December was like 65, something like that. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was ridiculous. That's here and gone. And today we got about, oh God, I don't know, probably a good. We get inch, an inch, maybe. I bet you it's inch, close. Inch and some change. I mean, it rained yeah. all day long. It did. It's supposed to do yeah. that pretty much all week long, too. And I don't know if all week long at the volume that we got today, but. I'm looking at Saturday, and I know that this thing ain't going to post until next week, but when you guys hear this two days ago, Saturday, supposed to be like 38, 39 as a low, 45 as a high, wind between 15 to 20 miles, 25 mile an hour. Oh, they changed it. Day. Yeah, it, was, it showed snow uh, on Friday when I looked, but dude, I'm telling you, like Saturday, if you're not yeah. Saturday Saturday says low 41, high 48. Friday okay. is low 37. Sunday's a low 38, high 44 with rain and like 20 mile an hour winds. I mean, must be out. Yeah. I got a goose field for Saturday, but <clears throat> I might end up dropping it and shooting yeah. ducks. You know, I don't uh, on a day like that, I probably would just well I <laughs> I found a pumpkin field. All right. Not, sorry, not a pumpkin field. I don't know Slash. what happened. No, I forgot to ask the farmer. It was a cornfield, cut cornfield, but it was littered with pumpkins. Okay. Like, I, I don't know what they did. But well, it may have like, been a leftover from one of the canneries that had two yeah, squash or something. I don't know, but yeah. it had probably, I don't know, 1,500, maybe 2,000 birds on it. And they were like 10 feet off the road. I forgot to send you the picture, but yeah, they're like 10 feet off the road. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I guess I could just sit in the ditch. There you go. So, but yeah, I may end up dropping that and <clears throat> trying to shoot some ducks on Saturday and Sunday. May not be a bad plan. No, not with the way it's looking. I mean, they were calling for snow and sleet or sleet yeah. and rain or whatever. And so we'll see what happens though. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's been pretty, pretty stale. Pretty stale. But I will say that today actually felt like the first day of duck season. Yeah, when duck season starts getting good. Yeah, just, you know, it seemed ducky, yeah. you know. I'm a little pissed we haven't got many widgeon in yet, though. I Well, I think some of this rain will get some sheet water down, and widgeon love that sheet water. Right now, I think we're primarily on big bodies of water or duck club ponds, and we get some sheet water out and about. And as long as it's not too much where it, you know, the birds can just go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think I think we'll start seeing a push of widgeon over the course of the next two weeks. Need to reach out to our buddy Matt and tell him to, you know, maybe shoot a little more widgeon, <laughs> push him down a little bit more for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe just send them some propane cannons and they can just, you know, just scare them off all down to us. <laughs> scare them all the way down the iPad corridor. So, <clears throat> yeah, so we've had some pretty good guests on. Had. Uh, Sean Stahl back on episode, is that 11? Wasn't that long? I don't know. I think it was 11. Might have been further back than that. 
had Sean Stahl on. Um, he's from RNT. I think he co-hosts RNTV. Um, great guy, lots of knowledge, world champion, Greece caller in 2000. Um, had Sean Swernjen on. Uh, he's an Oregon. He's an Oregon boy. I think. I think Stahl was nine, eight or was nine. Nine. Yeah. Uh, it's in the title. It's just. It says Sean Stahl. <clears throat> episode uh, nine. Episode nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had Sean Stahl on episode nine, um, and shortly thereafter we had uh, Sean Swearingen on. Sean was a local Oregon boy, born and raised um, up in the Salem area. Since then, he's moved to the East Coast. Yeah, has his uh, own little custom call company. Yeah, quite a cool little custom call company. Uh, I think it's BS Calls. Yep. Find him on Instagram. Um, then we had Matt Judy on. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, that was kind of a fan favorite. I think it was a fan favorite for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he really hits close to home here with us um, as far as widgeon um sheet water cacklers i mean he kind of mm-hmm. you know he kind of does everything that we do and i think a lot of people can relate to that more than they can relate to um somebody hunting the midwest and and over on that side of the the u.s but um yeah so that was another good episode that was just uh that was a few weeks ago right before yeah. thanksgiving um six days ago well that's when it was posted yeah right yes yes sir yeah yeah um and then had another guy on named uh gabe withrow he's a kennel owner and he's a national ambassador for appearing at mills that one's still in the shoot um got some editing to do on it still but that'll be another good one um for dog guys to listen to um super knowledgeable guy but i mean there's so many things that you could pull out of all these episodes and talk about for like hours on end absolutely um I'm trying to remember back to the the Sean Stahl one, but <clears throat> I mean, he talked about you know the the difference between being in the field and being on the stage and calling, and, mm-hmm. and understanding that when you're in the field calling, you're calling at the birds, and when you're on the stage, you're really calling at the judges. You're trying to to sway the judges, and and when you're in the field, you're really trying to to sway the birds. Yeah, and you know he also talked about using the acoustics of the room, right? Mm-hmm. If you're inside or outside, and playing with that to your advantage, that I, that was something that was interesting for me. That's never done any, yeah, uh, you know, competition calling. Which I think that almost that almost rolls into like hunting in the field too. Um, you really think about it, you know, if you're hunting a timber hole. Yep. Obviously, you're. I mean, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't hunt a lot of timber, but um, I would assume that timber probably carries a pretty big echo. For sure um compared to hunting open water where um say you're hunting a big bay i mean you can reach out and and you can scream across that bay with a single read or or a cut down or something and and you can get some pretty big attention over there and i think it goes back to i think most of most everybody um you know is is running a, a few calls on their lanyard for those specific situations you know i've got i've got one duck call that's a eighth inch bore rather mm. than your typical quarter um and it's, it's softer right um, yeah. a little double read um but i'll also just you know tone pull it back because i i hunt 
I don't know if I would call them timber holes, but close enough. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of echo and that kind of stuff, but depending on what the birds are doing, um, I do feel, especially on stale birds, that you can, and especially if it's calm, right? Or if the birds are downwind from you rather than upwind and don't, mm -hmm. don't blow them off of your, off your spot. Yeah. Well, it was like that day I was hunting when like I had all these mallards come by and they never listened, wouldn't do anything with me. And then I grabbed a whistle and I mean, I guess that was the magic note for the day. I mean, I've never pulled a group of mallards from so high with just a whistle than I did that day. Mm -hmm. But um, I know Matt was saying that he never uses a whistle up there, right? They're using, yeah, they're using mallard calls and, and that's awesome. I mean, I, I would say for me down here though, I, I mean, I have a, we have a buddy of ours that uses a lot of quacking on widgeons. I would say I use a lot of quack on widgeon, but I will, I, I don't have a problem shifting gears to a whistle, even for mallards. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I initiate, you know, mm -hmm. with a, you know mallard call obviously because yeah. you know sometimes you see them and you think they're something but you're not really sure um but i mean i'm definitely gonna have to try the the matt judy special and just use my mallard call instead of my widget muscle a few times and see, see if I, see if I, I notice a difference i finished a lot of mallards with uh, or a lot of widget with a with a mallard call but I've also finished a lot of a lot of mallards and a lot of widgeon with a whistle. Yeah, I just I, that's just such a weird concept to me. The dropping the whistle and using a just because I've always done the opposite. Yes, I, I just don't do it loud, especially if you know widgeon. A lot of times they're doing it dirty, and I don't you know once I am messing around with them and they're they're coming in, I'll just drop the volume down and just you know soft sell them into the hole yeah it's like what it's what sean stall said you know when they're already coming at you and you start calling like okay you're taking it from 100 percent chance down to 50 50 mm -hmm. you know if they're already coming and they're you know looking your way you've got a 100 percent chance of them coming yeah. towards you and yep. the second you start blowing a call you start adding a variable into that yep agreed farther away they are the louder i am and the more repetition the closer they are the quieter and the less repetition yeah yeah but then you throw stale birds into the mix and just it, go home and watch football. Yeah. You never know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, I sat in the blind on TikTok that weekend. I mean, my phone went from 96 to like 40. Just from, you start packing an external battery. With I need you. to get one of those little, <laughs> I need to get one of those little supercharger packs. I can just carry in my waiter pocket. Right. There you go. Either that or get a generator out there. Uh, I used to pack one with my iPad. Cause I would actually uh, get on dish anywhere and watch football games in the blind. So I had, <laughs> I would pack a, uh, an extended or, you know, one of those, uh, I don't know, about the size of like four double a battery yeah. packs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> on the blind watching the chiefs play. Uh, absolutely. I'm going to tell you this Saturday might be uh, an all day event for me. So we'll have to see. Hunting will be. If I don't have a, yeah, I just think it's going to be ducky all day. And if, if I don't have a, if we're not out early, then I might just make a day or out of it. There you go. Yeah. yeah my wife's going, uh, they do like a Christmas shopping thing where they all go down to Eugene. Yeah. She can be down there like all day. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just take the dog and I'll be go. gone all day. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, so, but, uh, 
but yeah, so, you know, we've had some pretty good guests on, you know, Matt's specifically for our flyway. Matt is, that's the one to listen to and then come back to it and listen to it again. I mean, it's definitely one to, to take some notes on and, and uh, just, I mean, there's so much that you can learn from guys outside of your area that do things a little bit different than than how you do it and that's a that's a great a great episode to fall back on when you find yourself struggling with shooting birds around here especially when all the sheet water when all the sheet water shows up things get a little hectic and i think he kind of wrapped it all into a a nice little package with a bow on it for us and um, well, and based off of his timeline, right, he kind of broke the season into two periods, right, and, and hunting two different styles of feeds. And, you know, in, in conversations with him, you know, he's open to coming back on. So I think, you know, having a, a, a late season one with him would be good. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, I mean, to have him on in the late season to kind of go over everything that went on with him. Yeah. And kind of compare it to what happened down here and just kind of see the little bit of difference that, um, you know, a few hundred miles can make for hunting is, um, it's priceless. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, here we are, we're in the middle of the season. And um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not disappointed necessarily. Um, I'm just kind of. November was a downer month. Yeah. Normally it's a, it's a you banger. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Normally yeah. it flies by because it's like you're just in Smash City. Yeah. But was this... not the was not the case. I'm not aware of anybody, at least within our area, you know, let's call it uh 10 miles from where we hunt uh radius mm-hmm. that um November was like record low numbers. Even guys with geese were having issues. And like that's how you know yeah. the stuff around here is kind of getting slow and stale is when you've got guys hunting geese that are like today was not a good day right i mean i i heard guys talking about seeing like they saw like like 10 geese in a day and that and like i'm talking within like 15 to 20 miles of where we're at which is insane that's that's bananas because i mean i was sitting here i think it was last weekend and i was like man these birds are so stale i think i might just you know go equip up for a goose hunt um yeah and uh, i didn't um but I, you know when i start thinking like that i mean i i'm seeing a lot of geese every day yeah right a lot of geese every single day and well there's that feed down the down the way from us probably a mile or so that had good god i don't know it probably had 10 or twelve thousand geese in it mm-hmm. and i don't think anybody ever even hunted it Mm, I think I think one guy did. Did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was like you'd watch wave after wave after wave. Now, if one guy didn't, one guy was pretty close. Pretty close to hunting it? Well, like pretty close. He would have been fighting. Yeah, I mean, he would have been playing with some trafficking birds, but oh, yeah, he would yeah. have been a quarter mile away. And yeah, I mean, that's enough to throw off a hunt with them stinking freaking things. Right? Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, but I don't I don't know. I know he was close. That's that's what I do know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, when everything gets stale, it's hard to kind of pick where these birds are going to be. Cause a lot of times they'll, you know, 
they'll be in one field one day and then you'll drive by the next and you're like, don't do a stop. Where, where are you? And then you drive a quarter mile and you're like, oh, you're in a clover field today. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a weird, weird spin on things. Yeah. I've got, I don't know, probably 800 acres that I have access on. And it's about, it's about five to 10 days that I'll have an X where I don't, I'm not going to say I have 8,000 birds, but I've got a couple thousand. And if I don't pick that weekend or take a day off of work to go shoot those geese, by the time I get my shit together, they're going to be somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how fast they switch yeah. from place to place. Yeah. Especially with where we're hunting at. I mean, there's so many random, you know, I can think off of one road in specific where there's, you turn on it, there's a cornfield, there's, uh a ryegrass field there's a clover field there's i want to say there's a winter wheat field back there and then way like a half a mile past that there's an oat field Mm -hmm. like it's just like this little alley that there's always geese in it but you never know where they're gonna be it's like that it's like it's like ninth street in (laughs) corvallis Do you want Arby's, Taco Bell, Taco yeah. Time, McDonald's, Burger King? What the fuck do you want? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy. I mean, it's just, and I mean, I've hunted that skid row like so much that it's like, I'll set up somewhere and I'm like, by, you know, 745, I know that like something's not right because I'm not seeing anything or I've seen like eight birds. Right. And then yeah. I can kind of figure out like, Oh, okay. They're short stopping me, or they're blowing past me, and they're going to the outfield, and then it's just yeah. And it's hard a... for me on the weekdays to do a great job scouting, especially mm-hmm. early early in the morning. Um, it's just almost impossible for me. So you know, by the time I you know I've got my fifteen dozen decoys or whatever it is, and by the time I have to commit and do the setup and everything else, unless if I know somebody that's been watching birds and we're doing a group hunt, um, it's hard for me to commit to a question mark for, you know, lugging out a bunch of gear and, and, you know, crossing my fingers. That's what I had on uh, Saturday night. You know, my buddy and I were talking and he was like, yeah, you ought to go out to this field and, and hunting. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And then he sent me a picture and there was a bunch of honkers out there and there's a bunch of nice specs out there. And, I was like, yeah, I, I might hit you up on that, you know? And he's like, well, he's like, I don't know if I'm going to go. I'm pretty exhausted. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to go by myself. So, like, if you want to go, like, right. let's set it's it right now. We'll text, you know, we'll text the owner, let him know we'll be out there. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, just get back to me. Well, I went and fell asleep on the couch. He never got back to me. I woke up at 10 o'clock, went to bed, and then I woke up at 6 without an alarm. I was like... Yeah, I think I'm gonna go sit in the duck blind for a little bit today. <laughs> but it's just that like I don't like hunting not places that I've never been before necessarily, but like like I know what field he's talking about, mm-hmm. but I don't know it enough to be like, yeah, I'll go hunt it because I know where I'm gonna go. Right. All these other fields I've hunted, you yeah. know, so many times I know exactly where I'm gonna set up at. Yeah. This one, it's like I would have just been like wearing a blindfold mm-hmm. trying to play pin the tail on the donkey yeah, with no. where I'm gonna set up at. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I would have sent well, an alarm and been in the duck blind on time, but. I was in on time. I told you that. I showed up like perfect. Like, 
one minute to go. Like shooting light was at seven. What was it? Oh, seven four. Oh, four. Oh, four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was in the blind, ready to go by <laughs> six fifty six. Shells and gun. Seven. Okay. All right. I mean, you seven. You were on time. You were on time. Well, I couldn't get those goddamn birds out of my decoys and i didn't want to just go walking out there like the big friendly giant and spook them out i wanted to just kind of clap them out you're supposed to do that one minute before so by the time they leave your pond and get to my pond i can shoot at them yeah yeah that's how you're supposed to do that i had i am i kicked the most birds out of that pond i've kicked out of there this year Mm -hmm. and they never left like they would just get up and they'd fly around and they'd come back in like 20 seconds Mm -hmm. so i kicked them out and i was out there you know, messing with my flippy, trying to spin it back because I think a bird hit the line and like spun it. And I'm like out there on my flippy, and all I can hear it sounds like jets coming over my head. And it's a group of like 20 teal, and I'm they just landed like 20 feet from me. And I'm like, hey, get like yelling shoo. at them, yeah, shoo, shoo. and they just wouldn't leave. So I'm like throwing decoys around, and they got back up, and I got back in the blind. And it was like seven, it was like 701. And I just started putting shells in my gun and here they come again, like literally a minute later. And we played that game until shooting light and then they left. <laughs> the mid-season blues right now where we're kind of getting these still birds. Um, do you change really anything up? Do you kind of change how you do your decoys? Mm. Do you pull some? Like, do you, you know, do you I, do? I, 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 it's such an odd year yeah it's such an odd year i would say historically maybe i'd be talking about some different things right but it almost feels like me that early season has been just this giant run-on sentence right yeah and you know i mean i know people that are like man i had to put more water in my pond i've never had to do that before you know what i mean all these it's like basically we had october through I don't know, December 1st, that was basically uh, the end of October, right? In regards to weather conditions and stuff like that. So, you know, I would, this year, no, I haven't really changed a lot up. Um, I think that we're in store for some changes in front of us. I think between now and the end of this month, and then obviously January, I think that, I think there will be, I think we're going to get some water and and i think that it's gonna get be here this month i would i would think so and yeah and i think then at that point i'll probably make some changes honestly i don't think we've hit the peak of our migration either because it's been dog shit so far so once that yeah. peak kind of hits you know i think i'll be ramping up some decoys maybe over the course of the next four weeks yeah i could anticipate you know, adding uh, an additional dozen to a spread here and there uh, on the ponds that I hunt, um, maybe a couple dozen. And then, the, you know, maybe by the second week in January or the first week in January, I might be starting to kind of pick up my decoy slowly. Yeah. See, I'm already, I'm already there. I've already put out another, well, I started with, I started with uh, a dozen and a half and I just had mallards out. Um, not that I really think, that really makes a difference. I th- I think it actually makes a little bit of difference. <laughs> See, and that's kind of, I was kind of trying something this year because normally I'll just throw out like a variety pack, you know, mm-hmm. it's like buying Halloween candy, you know, you yeah. get a little bit of Twix, get a little Skittles, get some M&Ms, mm-hmm. and you get a couple Snicker bars in there. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of threw out like a smorgasbord mm-hmm. last year 
Um, and then this year I was like, I'm just going to keep it simple. I threw out my big Dakotas. They're not mine, back ones. I threw out some big Dakotas. Um, and then I threw out like a little bit of a mix in there, some pintail. And then I just threw the whole board at them. Um, mainly it was just because they were landing in the wrong spot. You well, know, I, I, I tried think... to fill up one spot to force them to a different spot, yep. but I mean, it didn't work. I, I you know, I, I run primarily mallards and, and widgeon, you know, uh, I don't, but I, I will, you know, obviously a few teal here and there, and there's other people on the ponds that throw out some coots and fucking blue herons and all Dude, those coots, man. Right. For money. <laughs> no, anyhow. Um, but you know, I, I have seen, you know, uh, birds key on specifics. I don't think it's critical. I do think what's critical is having motion. Right. And I think your motion, they're going to key on long before they, they key on a, a type of decoy, um, uh, in regards to species, but I think motions first, but I, I do think that there's a, I'm not going to say it's a rule of thumb, but I, I will say that I, I think there's a little bit to, you know, there's been times where no motion, nothing else is going on. And all of a sudden, you know, a single mallard comes in and you're surprised. Where does he land? Does he land with your teal decoys? Mm, I've seen him more likely land with my my mallard decoys, right? You got a three or four pack of widgeon that are buzzing around and you're not paying attention. Do they land with the mallards? I've seen them where they kind of land with some widgeon. See, normally I don't let them get that far, though. Yeah, see, even, if take, they, even if they even if they take iPads to watch football games, <laughs> you I'm socializing. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, my big duck blind on the farm. Man, I've got cribbage boards out there. It I played cribbage with you last year on like the last day of this. Yeah. Was that the day you got your side by side stuck on our little free roam? Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. We played, played cribbage. cribbage. And... Yeah. <laughs> right. So if if it's been sometime between 9:30, I'm gonna say maybe 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock and two. There is the possibility that, you know, I'm I might I might get up by hearing wings. Might yeah. You know what I mean. Otherwise, yeah. you're taking a little siesta. A little siesta, you know. I actually think this weekend, like, man, I'm 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 taking the grill down to one of my least ponds and. Oh Jesus. Yeah, dude, I'm, I think I'm gonna make some like chili at home. Is it pretty then, close to mine? As probably can i place a to-go order and grab a four-wheeler uh actually you would need to drive on pavement to get to it you can't cut across the field oh you're at that one yeah yeah oh well pavement's even better i can drive my my (laughs) pick-em-up truck or my camry how am i ducking out of the camry again well maybe i was shooting the shit out of mallards out of that thing and i drive my pickup and i'm shooting goddamn shovelers well it sounds like that's what you should be doing is driving the 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 duck crummy around the duck um, crummy the duck crummy <laughs> yeah. i have two of those now so i am but no i am thinking saturday i might do that so anyhow we'll be talking but um yeah. uh i was thinking about doing uh uh i'm gonna make breakfast in the blind on saturday and then I you say that you say that one more time i think i'm gonna make breakfast in the blind breakfast same thing how do you spell that is it b-r-e-f-a-s-t or breath b-r-e is breath breakfast. breath Breakfast. fast mm-hmm. yeah interesting yep breakfast you know i was the last i was the last um the last one to graduate <laughs> cl- close you're real real closer uh i was the last class in high school that didn't have a second language 
that you had to have to graduate. And I am extremely fortunate be, for that because I have a hard enough time with our own language. I was going to say, it sounds like your graduating class can hardly speak English. <laughs> no, it was just me, man. Just me. Yeah. So we all, we all have our moments. It's all right. I just like giving you shit. No, you're good. I, but some breath, some breath fast, some breath fast. Uh, and then, uh, it almost sounds like fancy breakfast, like Italian, like breath fast. Dude, this is some bougie shit over here. East spaghetti time. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, and then, uh, reheat up some chili or something like that, maybe for lunch. Anyways, back on back on track here. Uh, Focus. Late season educated birds. Um, you know, I like to kind of change my decoy sometimes, you know. It gets a little bit colder. I'll kind of pack them in a little bit. Not like tighter. Not like a sardine can, but like a bag of jerky where they're touching a little bit almost. Um, but when it gets warm, I'll like spread them way out. I don't know why I do it. I just do it. It doesn't really make a difference sometimes, but sometimes it does. Um, well, for me, I'm hunting these leases, and I, you know, I only have certain days that I have access to these things. Yeah, and I will start changing it up by, you know, I'm gonna start packing in five dozen silhouette, you know, dive ball well, silhouettes. Five, five dozen silhouettes is like it's a total game changer. It does, and it can change a pond that other people are hunting five, five or six days a week into something that looks completely different so yeah uh, that will start happening here soon yeah yeah i think the most important thing too is making sure that like this late in your in the season with all the weather we've had the wind the rain um making sure that your height is still good you know it never hurts to go and kind of touch up what you've already done and just make sure that you're still hidden because if you're seeing the same birds chances are if you're hunting the same spot you they're going to know kind of where you're at and they're going to be kind of looking a little bit harder. Yep. Um, you know, and it's like, everybody always says like, when you think you're hidden, like do more, you know, mm-hmm. more that you can never have too much hide. You can't. No, no, you can't. No, um, I agree. But yeah. And then like with the, with the colder weather we're starting to get to, you'll start seeing birds using some different fields too. Like they'll start being in kind of like a hot feed. Um, we don't really have a lot of grain around here, but you know, we'll start feeding grain fields and yeah. um, they will start using corn, corn fields. They've been, the geese have been using corn fields and stuff. Um, but when you start getting a little bit of water in them for us around here, the ducks will start kind of keying in on that. And, um, you know, corn's going to be a big, whoever's got corn still is going to be living the higher life here in a few weeks. I think we get a little bit more of a cold snap and a little bit more water. But I think that about wraps up the mid-season i mean you what do you what do you got for it no i i i agree with you i've got uh i did take my boat out uh i bought one of those uh doa but i don't even know what it is little skid freaking uh, sleds skid sled thingies so oh, yeah, a little jet sled yeah yeah it was like a hundred dollars little jet sled thing <laughs> um i think it's kind of cool for one of my leases i got to walk a hundred yards through some water and I'm usually trying to make that pond look a little bit different than how it looks the other five days, six days out of the week. So, um, bought that happy with that. So that was pretty cool. Got the boat out on a, its first adventure, which was, uh, um, 
I think it worked at the boat did great. Um, we just had some, not even technical different difficulties. Just the fucking circus going on in the boat. A little bit of a circus at times going on in the boat. Uh, and uh, I was going to take two guys and one of the guys ended up not being able to go. Thank goodness, because just the, the mess of, you know, doing everything within the boat, it, it kind of worked out better that way. But um, anyhow, some lessons learned, uh, bought some different equipment. I got the, uh, what is that circuit called? Uh, decoy dancer, that stand. Oh, the final stand. Final stand. Yep. I, I picked up one of those. I have yet to use it, but that was something that I, you know, I was challenged with where I set up. The first time was fine. But then how the birds were working me, I decided I needed to move the boat. I put myself in a position where that last stand would, would have been handy to have. So um, now he changed the way that thing, when he first made them, it had like clamps on it. Yeah. Does it yeah. have like a wing nut on it now? Yeah. It, it, you can either zip tie, it comes with zip ties and you can zip tie your three decoys onto there. Uh, or there's pre-drilled holes uh, at each at each location so three locations and there's pre-drilled holes so you just match that up with your keel and yep. poke a hole through your keel and uh, bolt it on there it comes with all the all the hardware needed uh comes with uh some of that uh bungee cord rope oh, yeah. stuff that comes with some of that uh actually quite a bit of that so because um, you essentially you drop an anchor in and then you have like a bungee line on it that goes to the stand and then you pull your your flipper your whiplash yep or the yep. yeah yep yeah you pull your flipper and then that kind of rocks everything yeah and i'm sure that it's all uh you know what i ended up doing was you know uh you got your anchor that has a carabiner on it um and your 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 bungee cord mm-hmm. um and then i actually put a bungee cord on the other end also to snap onto the last stand because I don't like string everywhere so I can wrap everything up and keep a tight yep. package. Um, you sick bastard. Um, <laughs> and then I was, uh, I actually took some camouflaged, uh, parachute cord and I made a eight foot extension that has two carabiners on that. So if the water's too deep for the bungee cord, yeah. I can add my extension to it. Um, and uh, then you just put your your wing duck on top, and yeah. you pull that way. So um, anyhow, I'm excited to get that out and give that a shot. I was I was thinking that I might try to do that this week. I might take a day off. A Hell, I mean, you can even use it in that shallow water. I mean, I had one. I had one a while back, like right when he first came out of him. I bought one, um, and it was great because like the flippy goes into a piece of half inch conduit. Yeah. But like for deep water, it's like, I don't like if you hunt out of a boat, you know, it's one thing you got gunnels, you can put a you know piece of 10 foot conduit in there or whatever. But like, I'm not going to carry out a 10 foot javelin of half inch conduit. Right. Um, I mean, it was, it worked great. I mean, made a lot of motion and it was nice having everything. It's, it's only one line. Right. So, you know, you don't have a jerk rig line and then a flippy line that when you yep. let them down, they all both go in the water. So you got two things to get wrapped up in or your dog to get wrapped up in. Yeah um yeah it worked great until it went for a ride out of my pickup and it got you yeah so i i'm gonna try it in some shallower water i have not done that yet i might actually do that saturday i don't know for sure um but 
anyhow, I'm excited to give that a shot. I might take a day off this week and actually take the boat back out again, just for, just cause it's such a ducky week. I might yeah. try to do that. So that's, yeah. that's something, um, other than that, man, I mean, no super duper bangers, obviously, if anybody pays attention to my Instagram, my content's gone up because the duck hunting has gone down. So I have more time to take pictures of my dog and of uh, what we're doing because I'm not shooting as many ducks. Yeah. 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 Uh, on the note of uh, decoy dancing stuff, if you guys don't have one, go to, I think it's at decoy dancer. Yeah. Go, go to the Instagram page and go look at them and if you want to buy one message the page tell him blind chatter sent you and see if he takes care of you yeah um i mean these decoys are like what matt said in the episode you know if you don't have one you need to get one these things are the shit they're what makes birds go nuts um and they the final stands just yeah the final stands just another piece to the puzzle that yeah. um i mean it's it's part of hunting the northwest i mean you've got to have motion Yep. I also think that you can get them at Sportsman's. Uh, I think you can also pick them up at uh, Fisherman's there in Lake Oswego, Oregon, uh, yeah. Fisherman's Marine, um, mm -hmm. and I think a couple other spots. But quickest route would just be to go uh, DM them via Instagram yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, he normally, the last couple of times I've ordered from him, um, I've had stuff on my doorstep in like two days. Uh, I ordered two different orders from him and I had both of them within a day or the following day. Yeah. yeah. Before we get out of here, we do have a couple of questions from some guys. Um, somebody asked, how do you keep the mojo going through a long season? And sometimes it's tough. Um, you know, sometimes the weather sucks, the birds get stale, kind of like what we've been in. And it's like, you know, you just got to remember that not to be like a cliche, but I mean, you know, get out there, enjoy everything about the hunt, you know, whether it's setting decoys up, spending time with buddies, spending time with your significant other, um, you know, bonding with your dog or, or whatever, you know, if you like looking at butterflies and, you know, making knives out of sticks and shit, you know, you just got to pick one thing and focus on it and, and don't let the mid season, lull get you down um I there's lots there's lots of different types of hunting too to do um yeah. you know you go hunt a slough go do a jump shoot go to a field hunt go do you know go find something to do new and and um just make the best of it because there is going to be a turn in the season and the season will get better um wayne gresby I mean, said it jordan michael, said it michael scott said it you will never You'll miss every shot you never take from the couch. Is that what the, is that what he said? It's, it's something like that. My bad. I know Michael miss... Scott. Michael Scott said it from the office too. Oh yeah, fuck that guy. No, he's yeah. the. You miss you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't something like hey. that. Anyways. Yeah. But right there. Yeah, I mean that's. You miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky. I think he was the original one. Or he I, maybe was. he was. Was it? Okay. He was. He was one of the so, greatest one of the greatest baseball players to ever step on the field. Hockey, you bonehead. Yeah. Hockey. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, 
another question. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and weigh in. I will agree with you. I think that it's like going to the gym. There's going to be times that it sucks, but you got to have a partner. You got to have a, a group of people that you enjoy doing this with and you stay committed to that group and, and you go through those peaks and valleys because uh, yeah. sometimes, sometimes it does suck. Obviously, any duck blind I'm in, it, it, it's not, it's, it's, uh, we entertain ourselves. There's going to be some yeah. good laughs. You know what you I mean? You find There's ways good... to get through the lows. I mean, right. it's just, you got the, you're not just going to sit there and twiddle your thumbs like, well, this isn't very fun. Sometimes, sometimes you're a counselor. Sometimes you're a dog trainer. Sometimes you're a comedian. Sometimes you're a cook. Right. You just sometimes you're a duck hauler. Sometimes you're a duck hunter. Um, Jack of all trades, master right. of none. What's the rest yeah. of that go? I don't you know. know. That's all I ever, That's all I know. That's, that's I'm like 12, dude. dude like, that I don't, is such shit. I know. I'm okay. So what is, what is that quote? The master of none. Jack of all trades, master of none. Okay. The back half of that. There's more? Yes, there is. Jesus. It's important because you know what? You busted my <laughs> balls on the last quote that I butchered, so I'm not going to do it again. The full phrase is a jack of all trades is the master of none. However, the rest of it is, but often better than the master of one. A jack of all trades is the master of none, but often better than the master of one. Mm-hmm. Why does nobody ever say that to the full? That's such a better quote. I know it is. That's so yeah. shitty. That people have been cutting that short. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to get it tattooed on me. You should. On your forehead. <laughs> right on my neck. Right here. Regrets. Man. Regrets. Regrets. Not even a letter. <laughs> Not a single letter. Uh. What other question have you got? Uh, do you shift targets, ducks or geese over the season, or does it just go with scout, um, with the scouting and the conditions? Um, it go does. Ahead. Lead, it does. Lead the way. All right. It does. Obviously, the season, right? For us here, we get an early goose hunt. Then we wait a few weeks and we get into um, both, or actually, I think ducks just ducks. at first, right? And then we get back yep. into both. Uh, so for me specifically, it's going to be on the scout if it's both both species of birds on the scout. However, at the end of duck season, which is typically the end of January, uh, we get an additional month and that's when I'll be shifting third period into goose. Yep. How about you, Tanner? Um, I'm a little different. Um, I've always enjoyed goose hunting and I've always enjoyed duck hunting. So for me, it's like whatever I can get on, I'll take, I guess. Um, yep. That being said, you know, obviously, like I was telling, talking about earlier, I have a goose field for Saturday, um, but the conditions are going to be a lot better for duck hunting than they were the last month, month. last three weeks. Um, plus, I don't really want to hunt out of a layout blind when it's going to be pissing rain. You know, I'd rather I, be. I, I would like, do it for limited ducks. I don't know that I would do it yes, for a limited yes. honk. I would trees, go. Right? Yeah. I would go, I would hunt, shoot, I would hunt a flooded field yep. in the pouring down rain for ducks before I would hunt a field for God. That doesn't, no, I don't even think I can say that because I, I I'll would. say it. I'll say it. 
my it's, ass, my big ass doesn't fit in a lay down blind worth of shit. Yeah, it's just so there's no hunker down. Like you can like yeah. slide down and like protect yourself from the hail. I can. I can't. Yeah, you need like an umbrella. You need one of those jumbo. <laughs> you need a 747 blind. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I just, I, it's hard, man. Honestly, I mean, I guess to answer the question, um, yeah, it's really based on the conditions and what the scouting report says. Obviously, if I, if I can find a, you know, a mean duck feed in a flooded field, I'll probably hunt that before I hunt geese. Um, I would say conditions are stale. I will yeah. go hunt geese. If they are stale, and I will say that if I've got the the period where both is going on i'm typically never on a goose hunt not prepared to shoot ducks except for september and after you know uh the end of duck season i I will put out both decoys on some sheet water and And even after to add on to that even in the late season if i'm hunting a spot that has water in it i'll I'll throw out duck decoys that's what i'm saying for sure absolutely i mean I, i i will throw out and i'm talking the late goose season yeah yeah in february when ducks okay but not shooting ducks correct right. i throw the duck decoys out because it's confidence it's well yeah it's confidence but it's also you know they're out there like in that field too mm-hmm. and it's like i might as well throw them out because what's the worst thing that happens they're not going to flare because of them you no, know right 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 so yeah. but i mean that's the way i look at it yeah. at least plus it makes for good pictures too because it's like they know as soon as season ends, they know, and they just do dirty shit, and you get cool pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other question we got, which I'm not entirely sure how to answer this, uh, he asked, layouts in a field of wheat sprouts. How do you camo? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, any any type of weed, uh, wheat's a annual crop, right, that mm-hmm. is planted every year, so... I'm suspecting, obviously, that it's winter wheat that was planted, uh, you know, anytime between uh, 45 days ago till today. Um, and you're basically looking at an annual field, annual mm-hmm. ryegrass field, right? You're going to have green, green spouts that are going to be, well, in normal years, because it's been colder, they would be under six inches long. This year, they're about 12 inches long because it's been yeah. so much warmer. Um I, who t- tangle free has some some of those grass clumps you can buy doa has some i think there's a yeah. number of different companies i mean yeah i guess if you're are you thinking going around like the the raffia grass or the yeah. the what'd you call it woggle grass whoop. or whoop grass whoop. Whoop. whoop i think it's like breakfast whoop there it is yeah yeah i mean um i guess you go down a punch list of hides you know so you start with do i have a ditch line i can hide in no, I don't. Do I have like a riser? You know, is there a riser anywhere in the field I can get a few blinds around? Typically, the risers will have, you know, farmers will stay a little bit further away from the risers when they cut and do all that stuff. So there's a little bit more grass over there you can blend in with. Um, if you don't yeah. have a riser, you don't have a ditch line, you don't have a fence line or anything, you find a, you know, a low spot in the field that's kind of drowned out that's maybe a little bit darker and just get in there and match it as best you can the other thing you can do is you know and final approaches brand is actually called whoop grass 
Whoop. Is that at Walmart? That was a Walmart ad, yeah. Whoop grass. Wally World. Um, but the other thing you can do is, you know, get some green grass, just some grass on the edge of the field or whatever, weave it in there just so you get the coloration and some texture to your blinds. And if you can run tall socks, right? You can yeah. run some tall socks. Dive Bomb has some, I think they're 36 inch stakes. And that is on my agenda for, I hope this year is I've got a bunch of their um, uh, silhouettes, but I do want to get five dozen other long stake socks. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's hiding in decoys. I mean, I don't really do it all that often. Um, it's just, it seems like a pain in the ass. I but, used to do it back in the day with like old uh, Bigfoots, right? Like the old original Bigfoots. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Which I, yeah, I mean, hiding with, hiding your blinds with full bodies to me seems like a better idea than hiding them with silhouettes or socks. I would say silhouettes, I would agree 100%. But socks, I would, my, my challenge would be, that most of the time these cacklers are packed in there right i mean there's there's mm -hmm. 18 inches between them so you could take or my theory is i don't know if this will work or not but my thought is is that pack in my socks when i buy some real tight around my blinds you know um let's say three four blinds just packing the shit out of them and mm -hmm. then kind of tailing off of that with everything else and i i think that that could work i don't know for sure yeah. i have yet to try it but that is my thought is actually packing socks tight around my um my my laydowns yeah yeah i mean other than that i mean your best option really is just to i mean i guess if you can go all out i mean and you've got say there's i mean but then you run the idea of like mixing canary grass into the guy's field and it kind of don't you do know, that it pisses you don't want to do that yeah as long, well if it wanna... doesn't have the heads you're you know yeah you can... But yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, if you've got a different grass that you've got an abundance of that doesn't have any heads on it, seeds on it, yeah. um, try just going all out with that. And you know, if you're a big enough clump and you're you look real, you might be able to get away with it. I mean, and again, I don't know if this guy's hunting cacklers or if he's hunting honkers or or what he's you know what he's doing. Um, but it's all situational, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. The other thing you can do too is if you know there's going to be birds out there, you can take, um, just go cut a bunch of grass or a bunch of, you know, there's a tree line or something, get a bunch of limbs and sticks and shit and go stick them out somewhere where you'd want to put a blind at and just leave them out there and, yeah, and let, I, I've let done them the get same used thing to with it. my blind. Yeah. You know, just leave my blind out there, depending on your, your situation and permission yeah. or access or whatever yeah I yeah i mean if you can get something out there and just let them get used to it and let them be in the field with it then you go in there behind them and you use that as a blind they it's going to be just another day for them so but that was it for the the questions for us um, all right so guys that asked us questions we appreciate it. it gave us a little more to talk about here um i think we're going to wrap this one up sounds good to me we uh you know been getting a lot of good feedback and interaction with uh all you guys on the instagram and the facebook page um don't forget follow us instagram it's at blind underscore chatter on facebook it's the blind chatter podcast um we've got we've got some more guests lined up that are going to be um 
be really good to have on. Probably learn a thing or two from him. I'm gonna try to get a regional biologist mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Uh, gonna try to get a regional biologist on, and then uh, we've got some um, close friends that we can get on, and um, they can shed some light on some different types of of hunting. What they do since they hunt a hell of a lot more than we hunt. Yeah, but that was thousand plus birds a year guys yeah 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 but yeah thanks for listening guys uh really appreciate it don't forget to hit us up on instagram and facebook and uh till next time we will catch you guys in the blind